Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. And we're back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Once again, my gratitude and love for you is uh, something that I cannot describe. Thank you so much for supporting me, believing in me, and sharing this with so many people. We're helping a lot of people and saving lives. Uh, we truly are, so thank you for doing that. I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Siegfried & Jensen, Thread Wallets, Wasatch Recovery, uh, Mountain Spine and Orthopedics, excuse me, Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics, um, and Living uh, Interventions Recovery. Thank you so much for supporting this. You guys are the best. And uh, believe it in me, that means a lot. And that's made this possible. Today we're joined by a good friend of mine, someone that I've got to know over the last several years and been a part of his amazing organization, Mitch Fry. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm beyond excited to be here. Yeah, so, this is so cool. Yeah. Well, I've been fortunate enough. Uh, I got invited to be uh, a keynote speaker at one of your events for uh, for Aptive and all your high-level salespeople there. And that was just one of the greatest to this day at Pirate's Cove. In, oh, yeah. It was truly one of the greatest experiences on my career, honestly. Yeah, I had a cousin, Chandler Bergen, who who knew Todd and said, hey, we should have him come speak. And I was like, ah, yeah, cool. Another speaker, <laughs> awesome. Todd Todd showed up, flew into Vegas. We flew him in and, and just blew us away. I mean, that was, <laughs> you nailed it with, with what you said. It was, I have, yeah, employees that still talk about it today that it, it the in, impact was unreal. Wow. Well, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some of your team off and on with some people who are struggling from time to time. You kind of hired me as a, a one of their coaches, so to yep. speak, for the kids who are struggling, and that's been a fun thing for me. And to see these kids grow and fight through that negative story that they're telling themselves and that kind of thing, so that's been fun. A um, little background on Mitch. Uh, he's the VP of Sales at Aptive, which is the largest door-to-door pest control company in the nation. I did not know that. You've been there for 10 years. Um, you, you know, I, I guess once you were introduced to door-to-door sales while you were in college, you became obsessed. Yeah. Right. Like the competition, the challenge, the opportunity, the leadership connections, mentorship, just, yeah. I mean, opened up your eyes to a world that you didn't really realize was out there. Yeah. The challenge of it and opportunity. It, yeah. It, to me, it's the full package and it'll test you. It'll try you in every way. And yeah. if you can, if you can learn to, to get really good at it you reap the reward is is awesome for sure yeah door-to-door sales is no joke that's not an easy thing to do no i do interviews and i tell people i'm like hey i'm telling you it's the hardest thing you're ever gonna do (laughs) i try to like tell them that and when they get out there it's it's next level it's the elite of sales for sure for sure yeah last year your group generated over 25 million in revenue wow that is amazing you've personally made over a million dollars yourself uh, you live in St. George, right, currently? Yep, St. George, Utah. Your beautiful wife and kids, and uh, they obviously support what you do there. You and your wife have used this success and have you know, gotten into real estate and bought some land in, uh, in St. George. Uh, your passion is to inspire and give back. 
uh, to show people that you're capable of so much more than you think. Yep. That's one thing I love that we've, you know, what I found when you when I came and spoke at your group, just the way you carry yourself, and how much what the kids say about you, like truly, like, you know, because I get a lot of one on one, you're not around, yeah, and what they say about you is really impressive. Like you obviously are a mentor. And they look up to you, and they're like, "Man, I want to be like that guy." Well, that's good. Good so that's to hear. Cool. I'm normally, getting on them, you know. So. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, you're tough, but that. But they realize that that's that's how it has to be, and that kind of thing. And so, um, so why don't we get started? There's a lot to talk about. You know, you're more than just this guy that works at Aptive. You're a lot more than that, and we want to get into that. So why don't we start with just where you, where you grew up? Tell us about your childhood. Yeah, a little bit. No, great question. So I was born and raised in St. George, Utah. Um, my mom and dad are my heroes and I have okay. three brothers, two older, one younger. So always a bloodbath and sports <laughs> and competition and for and, sure. Yeah. Anything that you could think of. So and real, real quick, why, why are your mom and dad your heroes? Just cause they live a standard and how they carry themselves, integrity, honesty, mm-hmm. like the things they taught me early on that as a kid, you don't really listen or you almost push back against. And then as you get old, older, you you start to realize, whoa, like these, they are next level in how they operate and the examples that they are in life. Yeah, I think a lot of times when we're kids, we don't realize this, the lessons we're being taught by our parents until later. And we go, man, oh, so sure. grateful they taught me that. 100%. But when you're going through it, you're like, leave me alone. 100%. <laughs> yeah, and that's how my... All going, yeah, growing up and going through high school, it was hard to hard to see exactly what you just said. So... But no, my brothers are like model brothers. I mean, growing up a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they, I I don't think they ever even got in trouble, right? right. So I have my two older brothers and I'm like yeah. the, <laughs> I got labeled like the black sheep after, <laughs> more jokingly, but right. Um, but no, I essentially, they, they paved a path that was, I mean, they were dang near perfect, you know? Yeah. Straight A students, never got in trouble. So I grew up and had an awesome, I mean, I'm a huge sports guy. Played yeah. basketball, football, baseball. I was the starting quarterback. I excelled in basketball. Yeah. First team all, you know, region. Nice. And ha- had a lot of looks going, you know, into college. But we'll backtrack and yeah. essentially, <laughs> I think like most, you get into high school and it just takes – get around the wrong people and it started when I was 16 um with just drinking at parties right mm-hmm. so I just start drinking and yeah I had two times where the cops came in and busted us and we I got two minor in consumptions mm. so I had to call my dad oh boy make up a lie yeah and I was just there at the party oh I, wasn't I was just drinking. there I, I didn't know there was anything in the drink and he had to come pick me up from the cops so that's and then I, I got on the radar as far as like the court system after my second one, um, mm. and then going into my senior year, I'm the starting quarterback, and I dust off that you clean computers off with, right? Oh yeah. So how you can huff that? Yep. So I had a buddy who's like, dude, it's freaking awesome, like, you know, it just makes you go crazy. <laughs> so anyway, me and my one of my best friends, we 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 start huffing it and. Um, I drove, we, we get up and we're going to sell our little spirit packets, you know, to raise money. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't realize it, but I thought I was fine after a few minutes. I ended up passing out in the truck while I'm driving. Oh, wow. Drove my truck off a 40-foot cliff. So we were both ejected, like miracle that we're alive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was insane. So did, obviously, I mean, that's another, I'm sure cops had to show up for that scene. Yeah, so you... this is the craziest part. So I, try, I tell the coach, I said, hey, no, I just dehydrated, like I fell asleep. And it was like three weeks later. I'm like, holy cow, they're like going with this. Like nobody knows there was dust off. Like you're right? like, I got away with it. Yeah, like I got away with this. And I show up one day walking or coming home to my house and there's a cop at my house and he mm. sets a recorder down Oh boy. and he starts recording me <laughs> and they found out rumors spread. So anyway, I end up, um, end up having to go back to court and it was kind of a long process, but I, I got assigned, um, like seven weekends in juvie. Wow. For that. And oh, man. this was during, this was during like my senior year of basketball, senior basketball. So on the weekends I would go check into to juvie. To juvie for the weekend. <laughs> so I'd have to go early man. Saturday morning into Monday and yeah. then come back. But even backtrack into that as big of a, of a thing that was driving my truck off the cliff that I, I didn't learn Right. So yeah. I started with drinking and then of course, you know, the weed shows up, you start mm-hmm. smoking weed and then eventually, you know, what else I tell guys, what's, what, what's after that. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, heroin showed up mm. and I start doing painkillers every day. I started looking back and it's kind of crazy cause you start to normalize everything. Yeah. When right. you get into the cycle of, of yeah. you know, drug abuse and it's normal and y- you have it under control, right? Yeah. And I, every day, like it got to the point where, oh, weekends, what are we doing this weekend? Let's, let's go find, like, what are we, what are we, what are we going to take, right? Yeah. And it was Oxycontin, it was painkillers, it was drinking. It, I mean, it was everything, right? On the weekend. And then it started going every day. Mm. Like I tell people, my senior year, I, I don't think there was a day that I didn't go to high school High. Yeah, it was, it was high. Yeah. Every did, day. Did your did your parents know that something was up or did you or did they just kind of like I mean you hit it well as best you could, I guess, but did they know what was I, going on? I, I yeah, I think they I mean, obviously after the miners and I drove my truck off the cliff and then there was other signs where I don't know if they were kind of in denial or I did a good job hiding it, but they I mean they knew something was up. Like they knew I was messing around and doing stuff. They just didn't know to what extent, yeah, right. That it, that it got that crazy. I remember my <laughs> in a football, but basketball especially my junior year. I started, you know, started smoking weed and and then I'd go to games just totally baked, right? Like we'd go yeah, and right. I had two two kids from Vegas moved in that were really good at basketball, but they were like the marijuana. I mean, like almost dealers. Like they had yeah. everything. And then my senior year, it got, I graduated and kept doing more harder stuff. Yeah, right. And I would play games. I remember playing game where I had smoked heroin a couple Dang. hours before. And, and after the first quarter, I still remember I went and threw up all over the floor. I was trying to run to the hallway. I didn't make it. Oh, man. And no one had any idea. 
Like I still go out and I I still think that game I had twenty points. <laughs> so again, you're you're still being successful in it. So you're like, you're not really going well. You know, this is a bad thing. So overall, right? Yeah, you're getting away with it. Oh, exactly. At least, at least you think yeah, you are. Like I'm having fun. I'm getting away with it, and I mean life's life's going good. You know, like once again, you start to normalize, and you when you get when you get high, like that's. I don't know, just what you it's what you thrive for. That's what I was like living for. A lot of it was pressure and Yeah. I was gonna that. ask you, you know, you your your older brothers were very high level, excelled, yep, did good things. They were like the model child. Did that put a lot of pressure on you? Did you feel like, man, I can't I gotta try to be like them, but I can't or Yeah, no, it put pressure because like all the teachers at the high school are like, Oh, you know. Blake and Blair, they were awesome, and they were this and that, and so there's definitely, yeah, pressure, indirect pressure of that I should be as good, yeah. you know. Well, I think that happens a lot with the youngest, you know, especially it's like, man, I, I, I've got to, I got to live up to their reputation that they've built for and sure, I, and even subconsciously, maybe you didn't go, well, I, I got to live up to them, but you were trying to probably without you even realizing it. Yep. I ain't got to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to do me and yeah. I don't care what people think. And, and I was, I oh, man, I just look back. I'm like, I was crazy. Like yeah. that was not normal stuff. Like that's not no. normal high school behavior No, to go do stuff every day in high school. Like I did not show up a day yeah. where I was not either had drank, done something, you well, know? So things had to have been getting worse though. I mean, you know, you, you start doing hardcore drugs and you're doing them on a daily basis I would imagine towards the end of your senior year, things were not going well. No, at least yeah. So they're not they're not going super well. And once again, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna stop. I'll be done. Like I got control of this. And we go on a. I'm playing baseball now, and we go on a trip, and it's it's 4:20, and we're in Vegas on an in a tournament. My buddy's like, dude, we gotta. It's 4:20, it's 4:20. So he uh, we end up smoking in our hotel room. And other teammates found out and anyway, got back to the coaches and the coaches came into our room and we were smoking out of a can and they found it. Mm. And on a school trip, yeah, smoking weed, that doesn't go, that doesn't go well. Right. So called our parents. Um, they had to come pick us up. And I I ended up getting expelled. Man. So that, yeah, ended up getting expelled from high school and, and I couldn't walk. I had to go do packets at the, it's called Mill Creek, like the little, yeah the school, the, once you're not in an actual high school, you know. How did your parents handle that, coming to pick you up? and So this is crazy. So, um. Actually, I I got a ride home. They didn't come pick me up. They gave me permission to drive home. And my dad is my dad's next level, and my mom is same as as far as their love. And mm-hmm. it, it'll I'll never forget I, because I'd already got in trouble a lot. My dad's like, just be honest. I'm like, Dad, I promise I'll be honest with you. You're right. Like, and I, I, anyway, I get home and he looks at me and we sit down and he said, son. Like, you know, the only thing I care about is honesty and you weren't honest. Like, that's all, that's it. That's all I care about. Like, Mm. that's, that's it. Yeah. 
and he didn't lose his temper. He just, it was a, a learning lesson of integrity and honesty mm-hmm. and how, how disappointed and hurt he was. Mm-hmm. Right. And as my punishment, he said, you're going to go with your grandpa and you're going to go, uh, you're going to go work on the farm in Penguin, Utah <laughs> and for the next couple months. And so I was, yeah, building fence and working on the farm. Like, that's what I did. At this point, were you clean? Did you just, at that point, was that the wake-up call to go, okay, I got to stop using and so now still, that I'm in yeah, trouble? So still at this point, I drove my truck off the cliff. Mm-hmm. I'd been to juvie. I <laughs> ended up getting expelled from high school and at this point, you think it, you know, that would have been the wake up call. And of course it wasn't. Um, I didn't have any, the, the, yeah, the crazy thing, I didn't have another big episode. I'd only a couple more times that I'd, you know, after that, it was, it was shortly after I remember this is kind of a crazy story, but I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm smoking a cigarette and drinking at, at an apartment and at a townhome. And I, I realize I start looking around and it just hits me like a, like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, look who I'm with. Right. Like it was a rough crowd. Yeah. Like yeah. rough. And, and I don't know, smoking a cigarette to me was, and I don't know. I just like, I'd never done, done that a lot. And it was kind of just disgusting to me. And I, I, it just hit me like, I'm so much better than this, you know? Yeah. Like I'm so, like, I'm so much better than this. So I remember I went home and I, I, I said a prayer and I, I just said, Hey, you know, heavenly father, like, please give me strength to like, I'm done. Like, give me strength to never yeah. be around it, be tempted to, to associate myself with the people that are doing this. The craziest thing, you know what I've never seen to this day again, marijuana. To, to this day after that never like once I made the decision and once again with the help of God and my family like I've never seen any of that like that just like that wow like it's it's the yeah. most insane thing to me yeah that boom I made the decision never hung out with them unless we're in like a group setting playing basketball right, right? yeah and they're still my friends sure but that's I mean the takeaway is that. Yeah. Like you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Totally. You know, it's beautiful about that, that, that moment you had when you're like, what am I doing? I'm better than this. Yeah. This is, look where I'm at. Um, the Greeks call that a Kairos moment. Kairos is a transformational moment in time. It's like, it's like a tap on a shoulder and it's like some, some, something, a deity or a God whispering in your ear going, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's really what the, yes, you went and prayed and did all that, which is yeah. beautiful part of the story. But I think where the, where the transformational moment came was when you were sitting there going, what am I doing? You know, in Luke 15, it talks about the prodigal son. And in, I think it's verse 18. It says, and he came to himself when he's going to put that slop in his mouth. Yeah. And he came to himself, the late Neil A. Maxwell says, that's a sacred moment in time. It was that moment right then, like, what am I doing? That's what you had. For sure. Isn't that amazing? No, 100%. And I I share this because anyone listening to this right now, 
we get these moments that are like these wake-up calls, if you want to call it, uh, Greeks call it the Kairos moment. It's the tap on the shoulder. Hey, what are you doing? Go this route yeah. because this will save your life instead of killing yourself kind of thing. No, no, that's 100%. Like, it's cool to hear, I mean, the I mean, that's knowledge I, behind it, right? Yeah. And I had that. And and you talk about even, like, the, the killing yourself. Like, I look back at my high school pictures where there's six homies, six of us together. Yeah. Two of them are gone. Three of them. Wow. Like legitimate gone, like overdosed. My my really good high school buddies. Like that's how mm-hmm. crazy. Just It's just a decision. Yes. And it's one way or the other. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes we ignore that moment. Yep. When that moment comes and we ignore it and we try to, and you probably have had several of those moments where you ignored it. Ignored 100%. It, and you're lucky to be alive yourself, to be honest. Oh, it's just like, I, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. huffing that stuff and driving off a cliff. I mean, like you said, you shouldn't be here. No. Like my, my mom says I have like 15 lives. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I always say this to my clients, that addiction is the wake-up call to your greatness. And people are like, what? Because I think when we're struggling with, you, you can call it adversity. Adversity is the wake-up call to your greatness. I mean, look at what you're doing now. And how the influence you're having on these kids that work for you, because you're they're not you're not just their boss. Yeah, you're their mentor. You're their leader. You're their shoulder to cry on. You're that 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 person. Hey, I'm struggling. What can will you help me? Kind of guy. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so much more. Oh. And I think that's why you're so good at what you do. Because had you not gone through that, it's it's almost like that was the wake up call to your greatness. You're so much better than this. No, it's, it's and now the greatness is coming out. It's amazing to to look back at it, and I wouldn't. I mean, you've said it a hundred times. Like you would with addiction. What would you say to addiction? You would. I would thank it. Thank it. Give I'd it a hug. hug. It. You'd yeah. hug it, right? <laughs> like I love how you say that. And no, I I look back, and my wife's like, even even my wife's like, ah, I'm just glad that you learned and you know. And so yeah. with our kids and and with the people I work with, I work with a lot of 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah that I, I mean my goodness that's like yeah the addiction and vices and and those things drugs and alcohol that's like that's the biggest struggle yeah. out there oh yeah and when when tough times get hard when knocking doors and, mm-hmm. and it's stressful and you're not making sales guess what a lot of people turn to and that's in life when when people are struggling that yep. yep. they go to those things yep for the temporary relief yep you know and yeah. so being able to to not only recognize it but to to relate, mm-hmm. it's it's I mean it's dynamite. Like I'm I'm extremely grateful to have gone through it and and obviously made it through it. Yeah, to where I can utilize it. Yeah, wow, I love and I love the things that your parents taught you: honesty, integrity. I, I'm going to add accountability and helping people. Uh, those are the four principles I share with my clients day one. Awesome. Like I have clients, we're, we're coming live right now from Wasatch Recovery. This is an inpatient facility for people who struggle with addiction yeah. and or mental health. And um, I, on day one, I'll, I'll have them write down, and I've done this with your, with your, yep. with your crew there, uh, with your company. Um, I am what I repeatedly do, and I have them write down those four things. Be honest, have integrity, be accountable, help someone. And, I, and I'll tell people, you came here looking for an answer to your problems. And they're like, yeah, and I go, I just gave it to you. And they're like, really? 
awesome. And it's almost so like good. it seems so simple, but yet those principles are so powerful. Like your dad was saying, I just wanted you to be, I just need you to be honest yeah. with me, period. I don't care about anything else. Just be honest, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, how has that principle helped you move forward in life? Be, just being honest. It's, oh, because I deal with, and once again, kind of relating this to my work. Like, I deal with so many people that, I'm like, dude, just be honest. Like, <laughs> like I know you're not actually knocking. Like, just right. be honest, yeah. right? I've been sleeping until noon, you know? It, oh, my gosh. It's like <laughs> the, the the joy between integrity that, that comes from, you know, integrity and being honest. Yeah. And to the contrary, when you're not. Yeah. You just go down a rabbit hole. Yep. And you don't stop. Yep. And I yeah. just it, it everything's better. Yeah. For everyone. Yep. When when you're just honest. Yeah. Like it's it's such a simple principle but so powerful. Simple too and but on the flip side if you're not being honest how destructive that is to your own mental health. Oh, for sure. You don't sleep. You're constantly trying to remember what you said. You're stressed. You feel anxious. 100%. I mean, you're just, it just opens up this it's, can of worms, oh, right? It's it just the, yeah. And, and yeah, to your, <laughs> mostly to yourself, but to others too. Like, it's just, man, just be honest. Like, yeah. That's what it's. I love that. Yeah. So, so good how you teach those, those principles. No, I love that. Well, so you go through all this, you, you have this moment where you're like, man, what am I doing? You pray. You never kind of look back at that point. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to start living right, doing the things I should. So what happened after that? And then how did you come to this obsession we talked about in the beginning about, you know, wanting to do maybe door to door and just yeah. going out and earning a living and helping people? Yeah. So after that, I, once again, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and my brothers had served missions for the church and I mean, I, I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, man, like I can't, like that just doesn't seem fun, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> and going and yeah, right, like leaving home. and But at the same time I looked at it, I'm like, I've never, I don't know anyone who's served a mission for the church that's hasn't come back and said, man, that was the best two years of my life. Right. So I ended up serving a mission. I went to Brazil um, for two years. Incredible experience. And the, the takeaway with with serving a mission is all you do is serve. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like you wake up and you serve. Like I'm yeah. just doing service projects yeah. for two right. years Yeah, <laughs> and talking about, about Christ. Like that's yeah. all you do. I'm like, that was amazing. No stress. It just serve. Yeah. And so it greatly impacted my life, um, in, in so many ways. So I came back mm -hmm. from a mission and I ended up going and playing basketball at snow college. I met my wife there, which was awesome. Yeah. And th there's a lot of people who serve, who, who are missionaries that end up going into the door to door sales space. Yeah. Because they're already good at knocking doors. Handled a lot of rejection. They already yeah. knock doors. They're hard workers. And that's like the secret combination to being good at door to door sales. So yeah. I had buddies who'd gone out in the summer and made, you know, $30,000. Where if you were to work at home and hourly, you know, work at yeah. the car wash, you're going to make five to seven, whatever, $5,000. So I, anyway, I get married and I am broke. Like we have no money. <laughs> Poor college kid living on Pell Grants, <laughs> playing, playing college basketball. And my summer's free. I'm like, all right, we're going to drive across the country to Kansas city. And, and anyway, my first day selling, I go out and I sell 
three, I signed three people up. You're literally, I'm just going talking about bugs, about pest control <laughs> saying, Hey, if you know, we'll do it yeah. really cheap. And so I go, going back to your question of the obsession, um, when looking at addiction and, and the struggles, it's like, you almost need a different out, right? Like you yeah. need to yeah. occupy your mind. You, you need healthy, mm-hmm. yeah getaways like you you need things to channel for sure yeah your your mind and your your energy and anyway so i and i'm a super competitive person so i sales was it like from yeah. the the competitive side to the challenge mm-hmm. the ups and downs of it and then it's like man if i can get really good at this i can make a ton of money yeah and that could open a lot of doors for sure but, but for my family to give back i mean there's there's I just saw it and I like it hit me once again, like a ton of bricks where I'm like, I have to take advantage of this. Like I'm going to outwork everyone. Wow. And get really, really good at it. That so, was, it's been 10 years now, right? Yeah. 12. Roughly. Yeah. It's almost 12 years. Almost 12 now. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So at first I'm sure it was challenging and maybe even your wife was like, what are we doing? I don't know. Was she was she all in too, or was she? Like, yeah, she's hey, like, go well, get, go I, get I, she's like, you're. I'm, she, yeah, she's like, I trust you. But my father, no, my father in law was even like, <laughs> your father right. was like, what's he doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving across the country with no money in the bank account, you know. So definitely some people second guessing, you know, sure. what I was doing. But no, I and and once again, my dad taught me about real estate, and when you start learning about assets, yeah. And and the difference between assets and liabilities and rich dad, poor dad is my, my, one of my favorite books yeah. by Robert Kiyosowski just on mm-hmm. business and, and general business. Sure. And okay, man, if you can get money to buy assets, you're going to really have the opportunity to create financial freedom. Yeah. And I think that's what most people want. Sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all want that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to travel, make memories and be able to give back. Like that's, I think one of the the more I could say underrated, not talked about things about being financially free is the opportunity to give back in time and money. Yeah, and how amazing that is. Oh yeah, that's amazing that you've gone. You know, you've been so successful at it. You know, you. I think we we mentioned you you raised over twenty five million in revenue for your company at Aptive, which is amazing. You know, there's a lot to talk about there, but I think one of the things I'd love to talk about is, you know, you have a bunch of these, I'm going to call, I keep calling them kids. They're adults, but yeah. they're kids in my mind. Cause, but you're helping these people not only go sell, but you're also mentoring just about life. And what's been cool is I've been, you know, part of your team yeah, I love for the you, last little while, yeah. right? Which has been kind of fun. But what what are some of these things that you really want these kids to do? Obviously, you want them to be successful at the door, but what else are you hoping that these these people that work under you get out of this experience? The, I tell, yeah. So I love that you can relate because I, I texted you last week and I said, Todd, you are the goat, right? <laughs> like, because it's such an up and down job where you jump on calls and literally help, you know, the 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 people navigate through the ups and downs and no, what, what I, I tell even when I'm doing an interview, I say, if you can get good at this job and learn to navigate the, the highs and the lows, yeah, 
Because you're going to have highs where you feel like you are a sales god. Yeah. You go out, you sell five in a day, you come back. And then you're going to have days where you get zero. Yeah. And it is hard. Yep. Because your buddy got five. Yep. Yeah. And you start comparing. Yep. Right. And, th- and then the self-doubt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so if you can learn to navigate highs and lows, I'm like, guess what life's full of? Highs and, and lows. lows. Yeah. That's it. Like highs and lows. Yeah. So if you can learn to stay in the middle and navigate those in the summer, I'm like, you're, I was like, I promise you'll get, you'll get really good at life. Because oh, you're yeah. going to get a lot of curveballs your way. You're going to have a lot of cool things that happen. But don't get too high. Don't get too low. Like, of course, celebrate them. Learn yeah. from them. And got to keep moving forward. So, no, I love I love my job for that reason is yeah. it, it really teaches so much yeah. that's applicable to life. Well, and you think about missions, you know, and for those who maybe don't know what a mission is, you know, in the LDS religion, they go out for two solid years. It's a long time to go yep. out and knocking on doors and serving and helping people. And outside of the spiritual side of things, you learn discipline. You learn, you learn having doors slammed in your yeah, face. You learn about people being a lot of rejection. You learn how to work hard, and you realize you can do hard things. And that's really what door to door sells is. Hundred percent, right? And so, wh- how great to learn those lessons because it helps you in every area of life. 100%. Really, right? Yep. You know, and highs and lows in life, we all have them, and you know, celebrate the good times, and you know, stand strong in the times that uh, feel feel hard. You no, know? hundred percent. And that's once again, I think looking back at at everything, and from my childhood up to where I am now, and yeah. and everything that I've learned, and then have an opportunity to do door to door sales, and and what it's taught me, it's and, and serving a mission, like you said, and learning yeah. the discipline, learning work ethic. You've got to learn to love hard work. And, and the other thing is you got to learn to do things that are uncomfortable. Like, yeah, like that's where growth is. Growth yeah. is on the other side mm-hmm. of being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Doing things that aren't in your comfort zone. So I don't like, I wake up, I take a cold shower. I don't like taking cold shower. Like, but I, I start, you learn to love them. Yeah. Right. You learn. I don't like I don't I'm running a marathon this year. I've never ran more than three miles, <laughs> but that's more just to mentally yeah. push yeah. myself and love that. Do things that are hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the Spartan on Saturday. That's so cool. And uh, it's my second time doing it. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life personally. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. But again, it's uncomfortable yep. and it's a challenge. And, you know, and, and I think that's why the boys look up to you is because you're that guy. You don't just tell these kids how to do things. You live it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I think I, it's hard to tell anyone to do yeah. anything 100%. Which, yeah. which, I mean, it's kind of common sense, but how many people actually tell people to do stuff? <laughs> yeah. And they don't do it, they right? They don't do it, yeah. So if you want true respect and if you want to be a, a legitimate leader and influence, you got to live what you teach. Yeah. I tell people you got to walk the walk, right? You can't just yeah. talk. Like, yeah. Talking only get you so far. Exactly. In the trenches, you know, and that's you. And that's and the reason why I know that is I, one, I've been around you for a few years now. I've seen it myself, but just listening to your team and these kids that I get on these calls with just talk about you and where they're at. And yeah, I always just ask, hey, what do you think of where you're at and who you're working for? 
I'll always ask that question. Just it's just interesting to yeah. hear. Say, and without fail, they're like, awesome. I love it. Now I'm obsessed. You know? with this. I'm obsessed with helping. <laughs> like I'm upset. I love my job because I get to help. Yeah, and I get to to watch people transform mm-hmm. and learning to help them navigate through highs and lows. Yeah. And essentially being a a teacher. So, what are some principles you live by and that you share with your team and maybe even your family and your own kids and you know, you, you said your parents are your heroes for certain reasons. What are some of the things you've already shared some, but is there some things that you'd like to share that? These- yeah. So I think, um, some principles is that, that I've, it was a professor at, at snow college. Um, and I've kind of lived by it. I love it. Life is all people. Mm. And I like that. what, what he, I mean, what that means is like, why have bad relationships? Yeah. Like life is all about people, about connections, about family, about friends. Yeah. And he'd always say that. He'd say, Hey guys, life's all life is all people. Mm. You know? I like and that a lot. It's it's one thing that, that always stuck with me. And then another one is is how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. Right? And it's not to say you're gonna be perfect by any yeah. means, but when when the, the lights aren't on you and yeah. you know people aren't watching you what what are you doing and that's a, a test of true character love that is when when people aren't watching you and then like i said the, the, there's so many influencers people that have truly inspired me and helped me todd you have taught me like talking to our group about anxiety and stress like just mm-hmm. even recently that you came yeah. on and, and talked to us about stress and, and depression and how yeah. it's all you're a lot of times with stress, you're worrying about the future, right? Yeah. Like why? Like quit stressing and, and tripping, yeah. quit future tripping. Yeah, we have to learn to control our thoughts around yeah. the future, yes. Yeah. And then quit worrying about the past. Yeah. Like the past in the past, right? And and so so many of us get stuck in mm-hmm. tripping about the future or, or stuck in the past, but just yeah. be present, be present. Yeah. And then the other the other two influencers are, are big people that I'm really into is and, and just studying their lives, Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. Like talk about a work ethic, a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Ed Milet, his podcast, if you if you know Ed Milet, but just mm-hmm. he recently did one with someone who trained Kobe Bryant and mm. it's just unreal. Like yeah. how he approached basketball in life. More, yeah. more I mean, a lot of it's just basketball, but he would show up at he'd wake up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. And he'd go through the basics and he would and at this point he was already world champion, but he, every day, yeah, three thirty in the morning to get an extra workout in than everyone else. Yep. I'm going to outwork everybody. Outwork everyone. Yeah. And that's the other one. Outwork everyone. Like those, those are the life is all people. How you do anything is how you do everything and just outwork everyone. Yeah. A kid texts me and he said that this was two weeks ago. He said, Hey, how, like to, to be great, like greatness in this job. I said, when you're undeniably the hardest worker, yeah, you're on the right path. Well, and, and again, how simple that principle is, work hard. Yep. You know, I work at a treatment center here, and the people who put in the work get what they came here for, the people that don't put in the work. It's, we can say all the same things. We can teach them all the same things. We can walk the walk with them. Yep. But the ones that won't put in the work, they they get a result, but it's not the one they say they wanted. You know, but the ones that will put in the work, they get it. It's crazy. It, it applies to everything. Well, think of Kobe. He put in the work, and therefore he became Kobe. Yep. He became I mean, great. honestly, 
He was amazing. Why? Because he worked his tail. It's actually off. crazy if you look at his rookie year. He was not good. Like he did oh, not have an outstanding rookie year. Like, no, no was, one looked back. Didn't and realized. he? Was was that the memory hucked up like four air balls here in Utah? Yeah, against the Jazz. Against his the rookie jazz. year was that rookie year? Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> like he could not hit the rim. You're just thinking, man, this kid's not very good. Yeah, like it could be a bust. Yeah, could be a bust. And like, nope. No work ethic is it? And I, I tell work ethic. It's just effort, attitude, and and have yeah. fun. Like. People always call me and all my a lot of my reps and they're like, yeah, give me some advice. I'm like, you know, you're not gonna like. I, of course, I talk to them, but I'm yeah. like, at the end of the day, it's it's work ethic. How's your attitude? Mm-hmm. And go have fun. Yeah. Like make it fun. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Like you can make anything fun. You can. I don't care what you're doing. If you're if you're a garbage guy, you can make it have fun. Yeah. Like it's 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 all how you approach it and your attitude. And then I don't. You've taught a ton about gratitude to, to us mm-hmm. and our group, which is yeah. It, it's going to play a crucial role in how you approach life for sure for sure wow those are i love those principles that's thank you for sharing that that's so well said and again you do practice what you preach mitch and it's really impressed i'm really impressed with you and the way you carry yourself grateful to be part of the team oh it's you no, know you've I, not, I text you last week i'm like the impact <laughs> you've had on not just me but the group it's Every time you do a call with us, I'm like, gosh, Todd is so good. Oh, man. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And, uh, but, yeah, it's just great to be a part of the, what you guys are doing. And I'm g- glad to help when I can and to help you guys be successful. But more importantly, helping each individual realize that they're okay. I mean, I think that's part of what you were just saying. It's like 100%. We're all stressed about all this stuff. It's like, whoa, slow it down. You're just fine. Relax. Everything's good. Just relax. You're good. Be present. Yeah. No, like it's. Once again, going back to my personal experience, it's just a choice, and and mm. everyone has greatness in them. Yeah, and at times, I mean, you on all your, a lot of your podcasts, it's people just don't they don't see it. Yeah, but it's there. It's so there. I mean, I I heard once, and I share this a lot too. Now, is human beings are the only life form that will settle for less, and and I think we just again we don't think we're great or we can't be that and yep. what makes the difference is is that what you just said is putting in the work put in the work you'll get it i mean it's it's not just like that's what you you oh. became obsessed with door to doors and look at you you know look where you're at now you're 100%. running a whole your whole regions yeah it's amazing no it's fun that's the secret <laughs> sauce like, give me the secret sauce i'm like i need to outwork everyone yeah, and everyone and wants more it. than that. They're yeah. like, well, no, 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 I know that, but what else? Yep. No, it's that. And 100%. it just comes down to that, guys. And get the right help, get the right yeah. mentorship, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I mean, there's a lot of little things along the that, that you can do. Not even little things. Those are those are big things. Mm-hmm. A coach, Yep. a mentor, Absolutely. a counselor. Like yeah. There's so much that, mm-hmm. that, there's so many things like that that you can do that are, are going to take you to another level. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, um, so if uh, people wanted to reach out to you and know more about what you do, or if they even want to be part of your team, they want to come out and you know do what you're doing and be a part of what you're doing, what's the best way for them to like reach out to you and get to know you better and all that stuff? No, great question. So just, I mean, via Instagram, right, which you'll see, Todd, can, you can put it on Yep, I'll right put it on, there. yeah, it'll be on all the show notes, yep. for sure. So, via Instagram and 
I don't know. There's so many social media platforms that can distract you nowadays where I, <laughs> I like TikTok. I don't even download a lot of them. Cause I'm like, it's just a time waster Yep. For, for so many of us. But Instagram is one that I use and Facebook. So those are two that you could reach out to me. Um, and like I said, any questions, anything that you have, I'm more than, yeah, I'd love to, to help or answer any questions if anyone has anything. Okay. We'll put that on all the show notes. Um, one last question I want to ask you, and I usually ask this uh, with all my guests. If there's someone listening to your voice right now who's in a dark place and struggling, you've already shared some amazing things, yeah. which would be great. But this one person right now who's in a dark place listening to you right now, what would you tell them? I would tell them you're one decision away. Like you're right there. I promise you that one, you're loved Mm -hmm. and people care about you more than you realize. Yeah. And it's one, it's one, it's not a simple decision because it's a, it's a, it's it's just a decision of, Hey, I can like, you can do this. You have the ability I promise like that. That's what I would say. I I promise you if you, if you get the right, surround yourself with the right people that, that aren't doing the things that, that, you know, the temp, the temptations and the things that you're struggling with, get rid of those. Yeah. Surround yourself with the right people. And yeah, you can do it. Like you can. You're one decision away. I love that. Like One decision away. So true. It's so true, and I, I, I echo what you're saying to anyone listening to this. You're one decision away. And, and if you're struggling, reach out to Mitch. He'll he'll help you. That's what he does. Um, reach out to me. I will help you. You guys know that. Um, and anyone who, who's listening to this that has a, a loved one who's struggling, share this episode with them. Share this. Uh, Mitch has shared some amazing principles with us. He's got an amazing story. He lives an amazing life. And it's not, he's nothing special in the sense that, you know, he's got some magic power that we don't have. He's just putting in the work and he's celebrating the successes and he's standing strong when things aren't going so well. Um, that's our, that's what life is. And so we're grateful to have Mitch as an example to all of us. And Mitch, I can't thank you enough for, no, thanks for having being me. on the show, this man. This awesome. has been great. No, yeah. you're, you're amazing, Todd. I appreciate you letting me come on. And Absolutely. No, you're great. Mitch Fry, everybody, VP of Sales at Aptive. Please reach out to him. Like I said, you'll see it in the show notes on how to get a hold of him. Check out his organization. Check out what he does. Or if you just want to ask him a question, um, he'll he'll take good care of you. But uh, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, please share this with, like I said, anyone that you know that might be struggling. And I appreciate your support. And Mitch, one last uh, thank you for uh, being on the show. I appreciate it, Todd.